Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Southern Outdoorsman podcast. It is the first of the month, so you know what that means. That means we're doing Patreon giveaways right now. All right, so let's get right into it. I'm going to tell you who won everything on here. If you'd like to a chance to win any of these things that we're talking about, go join our Patreon. Uh, all of our Patreon members are automatically entered in to win. And uh, here we go. All right, so first up, we got Backwoods Grind Coffee Company. We got two winners for that one, Mr. Derek Miles and Hunter Brown. Congrats, guys. Wanted some great coffee from Backwoods Grind. Next up, Backwoods Mobile Gear. The winner of Backwoods, uh, the Backwoods Mobile Gear prize is Andres Tiggy. Uh, Andres, um, I, I apologize if I pronounced your name wrong. That's the best I could do. But congrats on winning that. Next up, JX3 Outdoors. All right, uh, this guy did not put in his name, but under Patreon, his name is Lumberjack1112. If that's your name on our Patreon, then you just won yourself a gift card for JX3 Outdoors. 
So congrats on the JX3 Outdoors prize. All right, next up, out on a limb manufacturing, Justin Schultz. You won that prize. Reach out to us on Patreon. We'll get with you. Mobile hunting gear up next with Mr. Wayne Parnell. Congratulations, Wayne. You won something from mobile hunting gear. Uh, last but not least, Cash River Leather. Mr. Grant Eski won uh, the Cash River Leather Custom Gunsling. Big congrats to everybody on that list. Y'all just make sure to hit us up on Patreon. Um, shoot us a message. We'll get you in contact with the companies so you, can, you guys can all claim your prizes. Uh, so thank y'all for participating in that. Thanks to all the Patreon members. And uh, last but not least, a uh, little bit of housekeeping here. Uh, so as a lot of you know, Jacob has went full-time with the podcast, so we greatly appreciate all of you Patreon members because uh, y'all play a big part in making that possible. One of the things that we're doing uh, now that Jacob has more time to devote to this podcast is, uh, one, we're going to be doing um, more special stuff for Patreons here in the future, including giving away those last two stands that we have, the uh, Out on a Limb Hush and the Lone Wolf Custom Gear lock-on stand. So we got both of those. Uh, we got to do videos on them, and then we're going to give them away to Patreon members. We already gave away a Hunting Beast stand uh, a couple weeks ago, so that, that one's already gone. That video is going to be coming out soon. I'm actually going to have Jacob over later, and uh, we're, we're going to be kind of training him on video editing. So hopefully some more of these some of these videos can be getting out there. So definitely a lot of you guys have asked for video content. We're going to try to prioritize that going forward now that Jacob's got a little bit more time to put towards some of this stuff. Other than that, on the website, we got our, our green and black Southern Outdoorsman patch hats, the ones that y'all like so much. Uh, we sold out of them in like four days when we first released them. Well, I'm glad to say we just got another shipment in. Those are live on the website right now. So if you missed out on getting one of those when they first came on the website, you can go over there, snatch one right now. Make sure you get them before they're gone because they go quick. Feel free to use the promo code GB21, like Ginger Bow Hunter 21, just the, a capital G, capital B, 21, and you get free shipping on any order over $10. So y'all make sure to go take advantage of that. And I, I reckon that's all we got. We're just now getting into the rut here where we're from. Jacob actually just put down a pretty nice buck. Y'all are going to hear about that on next week's outro. So excited to tell y'all about that. But without further ado, let's get into this outro. Thank y'all so much for listening. You're listening to the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Southern Outdoorsman. Now let's get to the episode. Presented by Hunting Exchange, a marketplace for serious hunters by serious hunters. All right, guys, welcome to the outro for the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast for Monday's episode. Jacob. Ginger Bro Hunter, how are you doing? Uh, doing well, brother. Doing well. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, Jacob, as he said that, he laid his phone right on top of the cable. It, it was just you. I, I didn't it, hear anything. And it static. Uh, Michael, how are you over there? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. Got a, a sun kiss, man. That's like a... I don't... I, you're the only person I know that actually drinks sun kiss. This man has, sitting in front of him, a bang energy drink, a Milo sweet tea, and a sun kiss. Gotta come prepared. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all empty. Michael's working on the advertising sponsorship between them all. So, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> all right, boys. What do you think? Hey, y'all. Justin Wright, man, Missouri. Interesting kind of background and everything. I find it very interesting that finally we got a guy on weekend warrior. You know, majority. I mean, there is times he does take trips and 
offer you know three maybe four days something like that to do one of these trips but other than that weekend warrior dude i just i enjoyed it mm-hmm. um you know getting we have somebody, got a lot of requests for that actually yeah we've had some guys like hey man like it's great hearing you know from all these killers but you know the com- most common trait or whatever between all of us time in the woods and the problem is if you only hunt weekends man there's only so much time you can spend in the woods uh especially when you got family and everything else you got might have to do on the weekend too so uh yeah i thought that was great with justin and kind of how using this style of being a little bit more aggressive a little bit more i don't even say don't even use the word aggressive more proactive i like that hunting. i like that little that little phrase you, you got going on there the proactive mm-hmm. yeah changing, not, not the, changing the language we're not passive proactive yeah not, you don't need to call it aggressive just you know it's proactive we're gonna find them mm-hmm. and he, uh, listen he can't he reminds me of paul butier like he finds it that buck's got a very short window of time it's living so. <laughs> he better get right with the lord yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh anyways I, I thought that was great and plus dude i mean he's been extremely successful uh kind of taking what he's learned you know kind of in southern missouri you know not as target rich environment high hunting pressure low deer density all that kind of stuff take it to other places you know other parts of missouri and other states as well and being extremely successful as mm-hmm. you know saw on monday's episode on the social media posts some of the bucks that he's knocked down so. yeah 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 i loved it it was uh it was nice for me to hear like because i'm i'm like kind of the poster child for this episode i feel like um dude you and me both what you, man you hunt more than i do what are you talking about lord that, nah, don't give me that don't give me that hey, hey mike you know it's true right I don't know. I mean, well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it is true. What do you mean yeah. you don't know? Well, I mean, you went to Arkansas. October twenty, October 16th, sir. Hey, you got no excuses now, son. Yep. Got no excuse. The full-time podcaster got no excuses now, boy. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, when cold fronts are rolling through, I'm going to be I'm gonna be mad at you. If it's like a Tuesday morning and it's just perfect and you don't go, I'm going to be like, unless there's something serious like we got to get done. But as long as, you know, as, as work as usual, I'm like, dude, get out there. You got to go kill some stuff. Anyways. It's going to feel, it's going to be weird hunting during the week because I haven't done that in a long time. It's amazing. Dude, I have I have not hunted during the week. Yeah, for a, it's been a long time. Dude, it's, it's incredible. I mean, other than like when we went to like on these, like some of these bigger trips and stuff where I actually took time off. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been probably since college. Yeah, dude. <laughs> actually, no, I lied. No, no, my, I was in medical sales. That was, uh. There, there was there was a few times you know during the run. probably too many <laughs> yeah I took yeah I slipped out you know for a you know yeah Tuesday morning you know yeah, hunt, hunt until noon meet customers at about two o'clock <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely oh but, man yeah I mean this episode uh, when it comes to what I was doing it was cool to hear him talk about it because his strategy sounds kind of similar to what I've been trying to do I was just piecing together stuff like I mentioned earlier from uh, Wes and Michael Perry and all these other guys. I mean, this spot that I was showing you guys on the map here after we finished recording, that's straight out of the Michael Perry playbook in my mind. That's what drew me to that area. Bluff gaps, creek crossings, between as as defined bedding as we get here. Um, so that's kind of what drew me there. Now, now the sign's there, the pictures are there. Uh, so hopefully I can capitalize on it. Um, but... It's uh, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to hear from a guy like this, who is that successful being a weekend warrior, and you always hear like time in the woods, time in the woods, time in the stand, and uh, some people might take that as oh I gotta be in the stand more, and maybe that is the case in some in some instances, but I think a lot of people jump right to that hey I gotta sit in the stand and kind of skip the I gotta find the deer first or I gotta find the sign. And I got to find where it's going to make the most sense for me to sit in the stand, you know? 
Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say. Um, you have people who say, well, I don't ha have as many days. Um, so you got to think the people that do have those days, what are they doing? They're hunting a lot and, you know, they're covering ground. So, I mean, basically they're running into the good sign and that's how they're, you know, capitalizing on that. So if you just skip, you know, sitting in the stand part and go and do the dirty work first, then, I mean, you're going to cut that in half, that's, that learning curve. I'll say this, now that I have a little bit more time on my hands, I think I'm going to try to do that a lot more because I've been bad about that last few years uh, and doing more kind of like the blind sits, which has worked for me. Um, but I feel like there's nothing like going in there and find that fresh intel. And if you can get a buck up and just confirm that he's in there. But let me ask it. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I mean, we we just want to know is this going to be like you buying a bunch of cameras and putting them out? No. Or <laughs> is that Lone Wolf Custom Gear camera going to get put out now? Now that you're full time, well, what's the point? You got the time, but dude, I, me and him were laughing about it's it. It won't, be, it won't be in mint condition. No, yeah, it's, absolutely. it's a collector's item, dude. It's gonna be a collector's item in like 15, 20 years. He's gonna be like, this is a, an original lone wolf custom gear camera in the box, never put on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's it's his investment. It's like a it's like a um, one of those like it's my, uh, it's my cryptocurrency. investment. That was my cryptocurrency. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a fine art investment in a way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that painting. I hope uh, it dies uh, on you. So what? I hope it dies on you <laughs> oh, before you're able to sell it. Dang, that's that's just bad, man. Bad juju, Mike. Man. Knock on that wooden table, bud. Um, <laughs> no, where were you? Know, you just y'all got me so distracted right there. Okay, uh, so you, you were saying that no, no, no. Uh, you've got, done a lot of going in blind, but this let, year you want to go off intel. Yeah, let, 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 let me ask you this. AKA scouting. Yeah. So, so after we got done recording, we still talked to for um, Justin for a little while, and we kind of explained like what we deal with down here, dealing with you know a lot of areas that get heavily logged and how things change so rapidly year to year. Okay, and um, you know that was something that was a little bit different from like where he's hunted. Like we kind of explained some stuff, showed him stuff on the map, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's definitely kind of different. Uh, from what he's dealt with in the past. Like, he even brought up afterwards about the SMZ. So, yeah, I didn't know really what an SMZ was until someone brought it up to me. I heard it on the podcast and, you know, had someone explain it to me. But it's just because, like, if you don't live in an area where they have a lot of logging going on, you won't know what an SMZ is. Stream yeah, management zone. not a thing. Yeah. Um, but, um, oh, we're, oh, this is where I was getting with it. One thing I was thinking of, and we never, I never really asked on the podcast or made this statement on the podcast. I'm trying to think how many times in season I've actually walked in and bumped a buck from bed <laughs> that's uh that's a good and, and laid eyes on them. yeah because like you'll hear one mm -hmm. might be coming through an area you hear one get up and it's like okay and you know he talks about that sometimes too going in and checking it okay does it look like the sign that it left in that bed or in that little area he was at sometimes i've bumped them up before i'm like was he bedded or was he standing there because i've gone over yeah. i can't find a bed i'm like he must have mm -hmm. been standing there and then i'm like okay and i can't find anything yeah I'm like, well i think that plays back into some of the stuff we've seen with the gps studies too from earlier this year is uh, there's probably not like this one huge bed that he just goes and lays in every single time down here, up there. It's probably different. Uh, just like from how he's describing his area, but down here, man, when guys get to going about like, Oh, I jumped him out of his bed. I saw him. I went up there and found the bed. I'm like, I can't relate down here. I mean, at least there where I'm hunting, I don't know. Bankhead or something might be different, but Anyways, it's just so rare. You can't see them where they're bedded here. Yeah, Mike. You know? Mike, what you think? Yeah, I can find the beds, but 
problem is, is jumping the bucks up usually. It's I mean, the, it just doesn't happen that often down here. I, I think I think it's this, and I think nothing against like guys that live in like say the mid south, Midwest, going up to the Northeast. Go ahead. I, I got I've got a perfect example from okay. yesterday. All right, but. Not nothing against those guys, but it's just different. They're they're we're dealing with different situations. I say the one thing that may be similar to like what we're dealing with here is maybe some of the guys that are hunting like in I don't know how much logging they're still doing up in Michigan, like the the UP and everything. But if you're in the area with heavy logging, maybe some places, maybe in Pennsylvania, but even some of the stuff I've seen over there is not as thick as some of the stuff we did, we're dealing with. Um, but it's like the overwhelming thickness of cover. And that's one thing I told Justin, like when we got off the podcast, I was explaining to him, like, dude, what you're looking on the map, this is like unbelievably thick. It is like either open hardwoods or it is, I mean, the deer could be 15 yards from you inside some of these pines and you would never, you'd hear them, but you're not going to see them. Yeah. Right, and definitely not going to get a shot out of him. It's February when we're rabbit hunting. We got those 13-inch 13, 13 beagles out there. I'm going to take a video of like these little 13-inch beagles like pushing their way through these like walls of briars and how they can like they have to work to get through it. And that's the video I'm going to use on our social media. Be like, this is how thick it is. Yeah. You know? But but where I'm trying to get at is it's just our cover down here is so much different from these other places. And, and one thing that... Uh, one thing Justin said was in one of the spots, one of the bucks he jumped was in this little isolated little thicket. Like it was just like a little small little area of like overgrown, whatever. It sounded like saplings and some other trees and stuff. Um, and it sounded like fairly open around it. So like, yeah, you're going to be able to see the deer potentially at a distance. So that, that's like the one kind of takeaway I say with this is from our, some of our deep South listeners, you know, take some, still take some of this with a grain of salt. Now, if you're living in the mid South, you know, Midwest going up to the Northeast, mid Atlantic States, some of this may be a little bit more applicable to you. Um, as in like, what I mean by that is visually seeing the deer when you bump him up. Mm -hmm. So yesterday I went on a hunt and I'm easing through an area and I start finding some really good rubs and I'm like, okay, there's two ridges right here, bluff gap in the middle or two little knobs. I'm sorry. Bluff gap in the middle. Um, I loop around the first one because I saw a sign up top. So I was thinking, okay, there may be a buck there, and he's working his way towards this uh, other area, which was a feeding area. And so I'll, I'll loop around that little knob and the bluff gap, and I set up on the edge of a laurel thicket. Um, I'm there for 30 minutes, and all of a sudden, 15 yards from me, I hear a crash and something run off. I was like, holy cow. I was like, was that a squirrel that fell out of a tree? And then... <laughs> took off mm -hmm. it was a deer that deer was 15 yards from me for 30 minutes before it jumped up it couldn't take it anymore and ran off oh that wow. lets you know how you know <clears throat> thick and how much tolerance these deer have for your presence pretty much mm -hmm. but by the way did you know did you could, could you tell it was a buck or doe i couldn't tell but so i mean the, it was one thing. it was one yep. deer but it's 15 yards from it me was, and you couldn't tell that's was, what i'm trying to get right at. exactly and yeah. it, it was one deer that's so. like the classic uh southern thing too it's like well he's by himself so like that's the yeah, best yeah. you got you assume that's the yeah, best yeah. you got to go right. off of. yep absolutely you assume like it's a buck because it was by himself yep and i would assume you know, just because of how much tolerance it had for me that it was probably a buck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, because those a lot of times that they wouldn't have, I wouldn't think they would have that much tolerance. And, and when you mean tolerance, it's not like he's like chilling there like, oh, I'm cool with him sitting there. He's like waiting for you potentially. Are you going to move or what? Right. And after you weren't going to move, like, okay, cool. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, and a lot of people say that that kind of wigs them out. Um, like guys who do man dries oh. and real thick stuff. Down who here. was it? Who was it? You know who I'm talking about? Who? Who was it? Uh, um, Travis Murray. It, it, it might have been. It might have been. But going through, and a lot of guys, a lot of times, as drivers, they'll walk a little ways through there, and then they'll stand and just stop. And Mr. Benny said this too, uh, like when because he. He's done deer drives. He's done, he's hunted with dogs. He's done deer mm-hmm. drives. He's you know a regular deer hunter as well. But he also rabbit hunts a lot now to this day. And he's like, man, you get into those and you stop and you stand there, and that's when that something just explodes out from the cover real right. close to you because that's what gets them nervous. You stop and they're like, okay, wait, where yeah. is he? You know. And that's why I mentioned to Justin in that I was like, are you intentionally trying to bump them out of their beds? Because if you are, what's your cadence? And mm-hmm. that's something that I've realized is, you know, just from dropping pins, like you go through an area, you're sitting there dropping a pin and you get still. And then that's when they jump. Yeah. So it, like if I'm going mm-hmm. through a bedding area and I really want to find out if there's something in there or not, I'll go through, you know, at a pretty good little pace mm-hmm. and then I'll just stop. Yep. And, and it's you like just when, let them when do they, yeah, when they can't hear you moving and they don't know where you're at. Yeah. Wigs them out. Yep. And, you know, you'll bump something up. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tie stuff back to the dogs too much. But, you know, Jacob, now that you're training your dog, you'll see this. But dogs are kind of the same way, dude. It's like they're, how they monitor you. Like, man, you try to put them at heel and they'll, like, put their foot on top of yours. And then they don't have to pay attention to you. They can, like, look at other stuff and whatever. But if you make them, if you don't let them touch you, then they have to, like, pay attention to you. Um, but anyways, it's kind of like with the deer, man. When you're moving, they're very comfortable because they know where you're at and that thick stuff because uh, they they can't rely on their eyes where they live down here unless they're in one of those bottoms. When they're in those thickets, it's their nose and their ears for sure. I mean, there's nothing else it, to go off I, of. I'll say this. I don't <clears> – talking to Bill Thompson uh, uh, from Spartan Forge, uh, he talks about like a lot of these bucks – for sure are going to be betting with some kind of visual advantage. And I'm sure that's the case in some of these places. But also I think about this, a deer, if he's bedded down, how high is his head off the ground compared to Michael getting all excited here compared to, you, <laughs> compared to you walking in and you're, you know, I'm five, nine, you know, you know, Michael six, three, you know, walking in, it's just like, Hey, he you, can't see nothing. Yeah, I know. Can't see. Okay. I was, I was waiting for him to laugh, but anyways, uh, <laughs> anyway, it was a joke guys. It was a joke, but walking in like what you're, what can you see versus what he can see? Maybe he can see a little bit more on the ground than everything else. I was waiting for the wah, I know. I don't have that channel on. Okay. Should I should have. Um, so that deer yesterday had no visual, none. None whatsoever. Could not see anything. It couldn't see below it in the bluff. It couldn't see to either side, left or right. It couldn't see up up behind it. Nothing. Was there I walked, a lot, was I there walked a lot in of there today. I walked in there this morning. Was there a lot of leaves on the ground? I mean, like in that, or was it pine? Like what was what was it's the leaf? It's a mountain there? laurel thicket. Okay, well, I'm just, I'm just saying. No, yeah, just, that's enough said. Like, well, I mean, yeah. you were not getting within. So it's 20 yards of it's, it he's be, he, So he's betting in an area that he can use for his, sure hear. Use the sound. Yeah, yeah. using sound. His, right. Was there water close by, like like running water? No. Yep, okay, that was another thing. Because mm. the thing is, I can't imagine them doing betting in those laurel thickets on a bubbling creek where they can't hear as well. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm. And they'll bet more but, on the edge. Oh, but I point. will say, I have seen more deer in the past few years bedded next to some kind of running water. But, have you but, ever noticed but no, yeah, but, but I'm not saying without a visual. I'm just saying... yeah. Yeah, I just I don't want people to think that because you have running water 
that you don't have deer bedded there because a lot of times like past couple of years i've thought is this like a soothing thing to them like like <laughs> i mean I, like no, it's bringing bring what is bringing the thermals down downstream what, to what, them. what what is it about like some running water or like a waterfall you know that trickle or mm-hmm. you know what it is i don't know so uh, i'll say this again like what i was saying if they're probably going to bed somewhere where there's some kind of ambient noise like that, they're probably not going to be bedding where they're relying on their hearing. Right. Yeah. Cause they're yeah. going to be, they're going to bed more visual or really probably just more visual on that aspect. They're going to put mm-hmm. it in a spot where like, mm-hmm. they're going to sit on the edge of that cover and then like we'll be able to look out. And yeah. if anything comes up behind them, they can hear them or smell them, but they can still look out visually. Um, right. and also traveling those areas too, like around those, you know, water sources and everything. Um, you know, kind of them slipping through and kind of get the ears, you know, kind of work in all directions. Um, but yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. Like, I was not expecting a deer. I, even after it jumped up and ran off, I was like, that could either be a deer or a squirrel. And I was like, no, surely not a deer. It has no well, advantage well, our, except for sound. Or our deer in Alabama about the size of a big squirrel. So, yeah. <laughs> They're well, fox. Our, our, our squirrels sound really big too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got some monster squirrels down here. Some guys are like, man, Michael's a terrible woodsman. He thought a squirrel ran off was a deer. I'm like, man, you ain't, you ain't seen Alabama deer, dude. When um when we were in Missouri, uh, I had this one squirrel that was it. It was right at dark. I already had deer come through, and um, you know, it got to where my orange was just showing a little too much. You know, right at dark, those squirrels do not like orange. Mm. <laughs> like they hate it, and they will start chattering at you, especially if you move. And this one just started chattering right at the very last light, and uh, I was like. Dude, like this, this doesn't bother me. It used to bother me, squirrels barking like that and making noise. But yeah. now, like I almost encourage it mm-hmm. because it makes other animals think that maybe there's you know another deer coming through there or oh. something else. Mm. Speak and well, so, oh, keep going. And so, anyways, <laughs> this this squirrel got so pissed off, <laughs> and then it ran up this tree, and it was like forty foot up, and it just went boom. All the way to the ground and just <laughs> it it knocked this squirrel out cold for about ten minutes. It did not move for ten minutes. I was like, oh, that that really that squirrel's really? gone. She gone. Go yeah. go pick him up on the way out. I was actually <laughs> going to. I was actually <laughs> going to go over there and look at it at, yeah, at yeah. dark. But then it ended up getting up like ten minutes later. I guess it woke back up. <laughs> I've had that happen a bunch of times. Uh, squirrel hunting, especially walking through the woods, and one just falls out of a tree in front of you. I don't know what the deal is, man. It's like, I think that I think it sometimes like you scare them and they fall. No, off. they get in that mushroom patch, patch just below the oak tree, and <laughs> they're up there. They don't know what's up and down, yeah, man. They're tripping. Yeah, they're just like they're free falling, dude. They're I just... love watching squirrels too, man. When I'm deer hunting, I'm in the stand, like just watching them jump around and like grab these tiny limbs and swing around. I'm like, man, y'all are a little acrobat, a little like, acrobat, original parkour. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it when they start chasing each other because oh, yeah. then it's like fast forward mode. It's like you just see them shoot up the tree like 100 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah, man. And at that point, the biggest buck of your entire life's walking by at 25 yards. And you're like, ooh, squirrels. And you look down, you're like, shoot. <laughs> now I'm a shooting line. Uh, um, no, that, that's funny. The um, But get, kind of getting back to everything. That's the one disadvantage I think of the Southeast is that the over well uh, not all the Southeast but where we hunt where you're in areas heavily managed for timber, um, it's just it's just challenging to get a visual on, on deer. 
I mean, we talk about like the thickness of cover and it's like, how often are you ever in an area where you can see deer from a long distance unless it was like a super fresh cut over or something like that. Mm -hmm. Now let's change this, this, uh, perspective a little bit. So you you should hit a button, man. Down here versus up there. Where's up there? Up anywhere where there's not a lot of pines or thickets. Misery. Um, how hard would it be for you to get up on a bed of deer? I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty slick, but I don't know. Probably, probably pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a whole lot easier down here, and you can even sound like other animals because they don't have a visual. And if you have the wind in your favor, then you can use that yep. to your advantage. Andrew's over there. Going, hit, hit him with the, hit him with a natural voice. Man, that's good. That sounds good. Hit it again. One more time for the turkey hunters out there. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to learn how to go. That wasn't, that wasn't a bad gobble. I, I try to fade it out. That wasn't a bad one. Yeah. But, um, That's no. like where he's two ridges over on a windy day, and you're like, was that a gobble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and your buddy look at each other, you're like, that, that, that was like one hunt this year. No, no, hey. Nope, it was a, oh, oh. No, so um, uh, where did you get? Oh, but anyways, turkeys, you, you've done that, Andrew, and walked in on, on deer before. Oh, yeah. Like going in like super still days and you'll scratch. Mm-hmm. Like explain like like what you'll do. One thing that used to make me angry <clears throat> about deer hunting and and deer hunting advice was everyone talking about. Hey, by the way, you're always in. clearing your throat right in the mouth. Man, I'm sick. But anyways, um, going in to these areas on still days, leaves are so loud, and I like used to struggle with this because I'm like I feel like I I'm not getting close to any deer because I'm being so loud walking in, and there, it's those days where you can't be quiet like there's you're just not going to do it and so the solution to that is to sound like some other critter that makes noise in the woods and so for me like you could you can carry a turkey call i can natural voice a hen yelp pretty good and so i just do that you really don't have to be that good at it i mean they're a deer like they don't they're not they're not sitting there like that might be a person no no, like i cannot do that (laughs) like i would sound like well, dude, even know. if you carried like a like turkey a little, dying, like a little push button yeah. call. I mean, like if you had that call, even you're not. A, that's like a hot a tip. Man, that's a hot tip. Push button call. Fine. Guys, push button call. Yeah. Very simple, easy to use, cheap. Who makes? I know. Does Houndstooth? Primos makes one. Who else makes one? Houndstooth makes one. Okay, I'm gonna. What do you Waker do? Boy. It's like a, it's like a little push button, little box call. So like, it, not a bo- you, not you a box. literally press a button. It's like. Yeah, it, like, All right, so I'm going to go buy one of those because I had a situation this morning where a buck chased a doe out of a thicket, and I'm on this loud, there's 100 yards between me and the deer, and I've got my bow, and I go probably 30 yards and ended up getting busted. Mm-hmm. If I would have had something like easy like that, because like, y'all, yeah. know, y'all know me, I don't know anything about turkey. Just, well, I mean, it's, and it doesn't man. have to be like, you know, if you just watch them in the woods, you don't have to be super loud. I mean, I'll go, I'll walk 40 or 50 yards and stop and just stand there and be quiet for a minute. And just maybe right when I stop, I'll yelp twice and kind of just stand there. And, uh, Is I mean, acting, a lot, acting like a little lost hen, man. I mean, just, yeah, just acting like a little hen. I mean, you stand there and a lot of times, literally I'll stop and I'll kind of like look around and listen and I'll just go. And that's all I do. 
Like, that's it right there. That sounds good. Listen to And, dude, man, I call up pins all the time doing that. All we, we, the we time. We need to get you in a natural voice competition, bro. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be fun. Uh, but, dude, it works. I mean, and I'll get hens that uh, come to me pretty often. Like, like the opening day hunt this year, I called up a whole flock of them. They got any push call competitions? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But stuff like that, dude, just hit it a couple times. No, but that, that's a hot tip is, like, again, if, if, Scratch. You're, if you're not a turkey hunter, you don't really run a diaphragm call, you can't really do a... a a natural voice you know yelp or whatever get you those little push button calls again there's a bunch of companies that make them. just just you literally go online and just type they're in, like six dollars yeah push button turkey yelper or whatever yep and they're like little bitty little small little calls that you can keep in your pocket yep. whatever and a then toddler could use it yep super quiet just like hit it a couple times yep oh michael <laughs> my <laughs> yeah, the dilla but uh dude that's a good that's a good tip mm-hmm. i like yeah. that and man it works too i mean I first started doing it in Georgia a couple of years ago, and man, you can walk right up on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have full faith. They're like, oh, it's turkey. Well, and it's also so another thing about turkeys. So I, I have a I have a belief in this. If there are turkeys in the area and they're all calm and relaxed, everything else is calm and relaxed. Oh, 100%. I love, and that's another reason that even when I get up in the tree, I'll do that sometimes because I, I want turkeys to come to me. Because, like, I, I would love nothing more than for, like, a big flock of hens to be hanging out yeah. around me. Well, it never fails. Like, I mean, you always see turkey and deer in the same spot. Yeah, I mean, they're feeding on the same stuff. Well, and, like, those, like that. those turkeys like a confidence decoy. Yeah. Because, man, they're so flighty, and they there's so many eyes, and they're so good at detecting danger mm-hmm. that the deer, I, I agree with you. I feel like the deer are like, oh, the tur- turkeys are cool with it. All right. Absolutely. So, like, but if you can, like, imitate that, like, you're going in again... <clears throat> Super quiet day, still day, leaves on the ground. You got to get to a spot, man. I mean, turkeys have two feet. You got two feet. Just kind of mm-hmm. walk a little pace, scratch, walk 15, 20 yards, sit there for a second, scratch the leaves. Yep. And just, you know, hit the, you know, mm-hmm. hit that box a couple times. I tried well, to, no, no, yeah. not going to do it. <laughs> do, do it again. <laughs> I, I sound like I'm dying, like I'm, something's choking it. That wasn't um, that bad. If, if you just refine it a little bit, it'll do good. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I can do it. She's uh-huh. practice driving around, man. Stop at red <clears> lights. People are like, her, oh hers, my gosh. Hers don't throw too much for real. Um, hey, another thing, uh, if you like, if you don't have a turkey call, if you're, if you're not doing the turkey thing, which I haven't found this to work as good, but I, I feel like it does work, is I'll get like a stick, just an, like a walking stick when I'm walking around, one that's long enough where I don't have to bend over to like smack the ground with it, but I'll, I'll do step, step with my feet, take two steps and then plant that thing. Yeah. And just breaking up that, that monotonous, like bipedal, like and just throw a third one in there. And then you sound like a deer. Like that's what a deer sounds like on a steady walk is that kind of extra footfall thrown in there. Like really breaks up the human sound of it. And uh, that's worked for me over the years too. Or like walking in with a tripod too, like a shooting stick or a tripod. It works great for that. Just, and even like, you know, sometimes I'll punch it twice. Sometimes I'll hit it once. And uh, it breaks it up, and it makes you sound more like a deer or something walking through the woods. Turkey call is better. But the only problem is, listen. Turkey call is better. You can't use a turkey call at 4 o'clock in the morning when you're walking in. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't, well I don't at that time in much. the morning, I don't think it matters. Yeah, I don't I don't care as much. If I'm, if I'm walking in at 4 o'clock in the morning, like legit 4 o'clock, not pulling up to the gate, finishing my biscuit at four o'clock. I don't. I don't think you can go crashing through. Man, there. You, you went to the chicken shack, bro. Richard <laughs> Fox would have your head, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's like walking through a diesel puddle <laughs> before you get out there. Yeah, went to the chicken shack, bro. He said chicken <laughs> shack. Chicken Every time sh- he said chicken shack, I lose it, bro. I think it's so funny. Yeah, Richard's funny, man. He's like, oh, at the chicken shack, bro. <laughs> 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 that Chester's chicken, baby. Get that honey biscuit. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. Oh man. Um, so that's, that's a good tangent. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but that's what I was trying to get at is that is something you're doing during like afternoon hunts, mid morning. You're not doing that walking in the dark. I was just wanting to clarify for any new listeners. Yeah. It may or may not. I don't understand. It's something, by the way, that we were talking on an outro a couple weeks ago, and I meant to bring this up, and I forgot to during the outro. But I think we were talking about gray light, and uh, and like getting busted at gray light and everything, and. I treat gray light like it's just like time out. I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm halfway mm-hmm. up the tree. It doesn't matter if I'm walking in. When it gets gray light, I just like stop and get tucked up and I just wait. Because they can see so good. Like I get busted at gray light all the time. And it's because they can see so good, we can't see at all, hardly. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, very hard to see them unless they do something really obvious. Um and but it's so easy for them to see you and so like i mean the other day or a couple weeks ago i was i was hunting and i I got all the way up and it was really cold and i was trying to get my bibs and everything on and uh, i got to be gray light and i was like you know what i'm just gonna sit here and i'm gonna be cold for 25 30 minutes and let it get light enough where i can see and then i'm gonna do it so i think that's a that's a pretty good tip for some people as well i do the same thing like if i get up in the tree um and I'm still like getting stuff situated in the tree and it's starting to get gray light. Like I'll forfeit being cold for a little bit, trying to grab stuff out of my bag. Like you said, just to like wait until it's good. And like, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be cold, but Hey, I'm going to my ears tuned up. I'm, I'm, I'm listening because I can't see very good, but they can see. Yeah. Excellent point. That's what happened to me in Arkansas. Um, again, the last time I freaking hunted, uh, with that black bear that came by me, I got up in the tree and it was a, ch- it was a chilly morning, you know, you know, mid, mid thirties probably. Um, and, uh, got up and I was wearing just base layers when I got up in there and it, I, it took me a while to kind of get set up in the tree and, you know, started to get gray light. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to put my hoodie. I'm not going to put my jacket on or anything. I'm going to wait. And dude, I mean, literally, I mean, was sitting there still for probably 20 seconds. I hear, and I just had to walk in and I look up and that freaking bear is walking right towards me. The first bear I saw. And, uh, it was one of those things like if I was, you know, if it was a deer, uh, or even the bear, you know, if I was trying to grab my jacket, put my jacket on and yep. put, you know, heavy layer pants on it, which I, I'm kind of one of those guys, like my legs don't get very cold. Um, uh, I mean, I can hunt in like the forties and just wear literally just like these guide pants and now I'm okay. As long as it's not real windy, if it's like calm, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just suck it up. But, uh, it was one of those days, like I was just gonna put a jacket on and like, if I was to put my jacket on that movement, I think it's not only the sound, but it's like you open the tree and try to put that jacket on and like, kind of yeah, like, you look like a big old pterodactyl up there. Probably absolutely like, running your arms up those sleeves. They're like, what is that? You're like, what the <laughs> hell is that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, by the way, Michael, let's go. I had to, I had to throw this, this tangent at you for our old, uh, Nick Adair GDIY podcast. Um, so Nick went out deer hunting today and, uh. You know, he, he's a, you know, big bird dog hunter and everything. Oh, man, Nick. This, this is funny. So, he goes to the, he goes out to the spot, and he's like, in the spot, me and him actually looked at the map, and he's like, there's a ton of deer sign. And it's all it's like flatland stuff. It's kind of weird. Because, like, where he lives isn't flatland, but it's pretty, you know, it's in that area. And uh, anyways, he went out and hunted and, you know, didn't see anything uh, this evening. And he's like, he's like, man, Michael Pike's full of it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, man, man, I had some chickadees right next to me. They were, they were <coughs> cutting up and everything. And I mean, there was there was no deer there. And then like, oh. then, then he's like, he's like, I heard a squirrel barking and everything. Never saw a deer. He's like, man, I heard, I heard birds. He's like, man, he's like birds. He's like, they can't always be making I'll, noise. I'll tell you something about deer. Nick. I'll tell you something about Nick today. He called us and it was still light out. <laughs> 
right. He was like, he's like, he's like talking like I'm talking right now. I think he's in the truck and he's like, yeah, I didn't see anything. We're like, what are you doing in the truck? Like it's prime time. He's like, no, it's dark here. And then he's like, oh, well we still got two minutes left. I was like two, two minutes, baby. <laughs> That's two minutes. You could have been there. That's when you shoot the buck, man. That's when he comes out. Yep, absolutely. Nick's probably going to text me about that. I know he listens to these yeah, outros. No. <laughs> <laughs> Calling you out, Nick. Hey, listen. Oh, man. But uh, anyways, but I thought it was funny. He's like, he's like, man. He, he was joking, like, not like yeah, serious. Yeah. But he's like, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, man, that bird thing's, that's, he's like, that's such a, he's like, that's such a fake. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's money. Hey, yeah, that happened to me the other day, actually. Well, I shot that doe, birds. They started going off, so and I was it like, won't, "It won't go. be every time." And I, I mentioned it in one of the last podcasts, especially with the the Blue Jays, but um, just because they they freaking holler at everything. But more times than not, it's something moving through the woods or something that's got them, you know, acting up, cutting up. And a lot of times, um, they'll do it when you walk up on a deer, uh, almost mm-hmm. like you know they're letting other animals in the woods know. Hey, you know, yeah, there's something coming. Well, it's always not immediate, too. I mean, uh, last week when I shot that doe, actually, no, it was the day before I shot the doe. Uh, there, I heard a bunch going off, like up in this thicket, and it was probably 20 minutes later. Here came a deer right out of that thicket. Mm-hmm. So it's probably just milling around up there for a while, and they yeah. they started fussing at it. To me, you know? I pay more attention to it if you're hunting thick cover. Yeah, yeah, like, like if Definitely. it's o- if it's open, like more open, like say like um. Uh, you know, if you were hunting like, you know, uh, like a cutover or like a, maybe like a transition edge of like some open, like more open woods and it was like coming from the open woods, I'm like, okay, that wouldn't really catch my attention. But like mm-hmm. if you're in that thick cover and that was something, uh, Travis Murray, I think on episode, it's like 210 or 213. I can't remember which one it was on because hunting off the ground, I think it was with the killing wind. I think it was 213 with the killing wind mm-hmm. and, uh, episode 213, really good episode. Um, and he talks about the, like the chickadees or and there's some other bird uh, of the wren. He's like keeping mm. peace with the wren. Yeah, um, oh. and he's like they'll chase you around. Like if you're like kind of easing through a thicket, like they'll follow you and mm-hmm. like just harass you. But he's like they do the same thing for deer. Yeah, so it's like you're kind of keying in on that sound. Yeah, like, that's a good saying right there. Keeping peace with the wren. Travis Murray's got a lot of good sayings. Mm. Mm. Episode two ten two thirteen. You're gonna want to listen to those episodes. Oh yeah, especially if you're from the SIP. The SIP, oh Mississippi. Yep. And share yeah. it with your buddies in the sip too. Yeah, he's killed more big deer down there. I think he's killed. I think he said forty something deer, or forty deer over one hundred and forty inches. Yeah, yeah, down there. If you go back and find the post, you, he's not lying. Nope, <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. So, uh, but anyways, um, wow, man, we got off on a tangent there. So, other mm-hmm. than that, Michael, you had a couple closer run-ins with some deer recently. Um, I guess we're going to do, we keep saying like, oh, we're going to do the Missouri outro next week and la la la, but, but you know, well, there's so much to it. There, yeah. It's, it's pretty, as we print up. So the game plan right now is next week's outro scheduled <laughs> old, old, old clay. Clay, I hope you probably listen to the podcast right now. And, uh, old Michael, old, old the Dylan clay. We got to get a nickname for clay. Like we got to come up with a nickname for him. But anyway, we're going to have him on the podcast and do the whole uh, uh, Missouri. I was wondering, like, where was it going out with this thing? Uh, Missouri <laughs> breakdown uh, from y'all's hunt. Because y'all were up there, dude, for like, what, almost two weeks or two weeks, three weeks? I don't know. It, it felt like you were gone for a month, dude. No, we were supposed to be gone for, I think, 14 days. And we came back two days early. Mm, 12-day trip. Whew, but we man. weren't in Missouri the whole time. 
which we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll go over all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, than that, uh, has, that, has a hunt been Michael? Yeah. Um, hunt, hunt oh, oh, you get to talk about the moon song, Michael moon minute, or what are we calling the thing? Uh, yeah. Michael's moon minute. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, okay. I, I feel so, like it was pretty, pretty spot on. I mean, I seen, uh, two bucks, uh, three bucks in the past two days, two mornings. Um, so this is, we're recording this the night before Thanksgiving. So it's Wednesday night, November yeah. 24th. So last, what, what, what day was that other episode? It was, we recorded it last Wednesday. I, I and, think so. And it dropped on Monday. Monday? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Paul, y'all were on Paul's episode. That was. But the we did you... the outro. Okay, yeah. so no, we and, and, and we recorded it. That was on this Monday. That was two, a couple days ago. Oh wow, we recorded. Yeah. The... Okay. Been a long week. I know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. So on on Monday, I said this week was going to be the good week because it's the last quarter and it would have that good mm-hmm. good feed time morning and evening. Um, Meaning that the moon phase is gonna it correlates with morning and evening and deer being crepuscular that's when they want to move anyways yeah okay. yeah so um ended up seeing um god probably i don't know like 10 10 deer probably more than that um is that like just super exceptional for a sit up on bankhead yeah on black warrior yeah well let's make the distinction there because i have people tell me all the time like Oh man, you're not you're not seeing deer on Bankhead, and I'm like, wait, Bankhead National Forest or Black Warrior? Because to me, it's two totally different Very, animals. Yeah, um, there's a lot more deer, a lot higher deer density on the National Forest, but really, oh yeah, I thought it was the other way around. No, that's why I get so confused up there. I've only yeah. been up there a few times. So the National oh. Forest, it it has a lot of private mixed in. It has the lake. You know, like Smith Lake, um, you just have way higher deer density, huh. but a lot more like burning and cutting. And yeah, stuff. a lot more timber management. Um, when you get into the WMA, it's like really old, mature forest. They had they haven't done a whole lot to it, um, and <coughs> the deer density is very, very low. I had somebody message me today and said, "You know, I really thought I was getting the thing of this." Uh, the hunting and stuff, you know, I killed a, a buck last year on Wheeler. You know, I'm, I'm new to this, and I went to Bankhead. I found sign, and he's like, I've not seen a deer mm-hmm. since I've been hunting it. Man, growing up, and, everyone talked about like Winston County, Walker County. Yeah, there, it's like uh, you go up there and you might see like five bucks a year, but mm-hmm. two of them will be like good bucks, like right. slammers. Yeah, and let me make this distinction again. Uh, he, he said black warrior, not bankhead. Cause I just said bankhead, uh, which it <laughs> breaks your own rules. I, yeah. I put, you know, from the outsider looking in I, cause it's all the same region. I'm like, okay, bankhead covers the whole generality. It, and it, it, it does. I mean, but when we're talking about deer, like there is a big difference in between the two. Like once you get down to, to breaking it down. So, um, but there's been some really really big deer killed on the wma but i mean to just 
like we've always said, we're not afraid to throw that name out there because it will break every hunter that goes in there. Houndstooth Game Calls is your home for turkey calls this spring. Go check them out. They got all the classic turkey calls. You know, they got the pot calls and the box calls and the mouth calls, but they also got a couple really interesting calls. One of them is called the the success call, and you just need to go look it up. It's very, it's like a box call that you can work with one hand. It's really, really cool. Sounds incredible. They also got the Spur Master, which is another very unique call that you can get some really unique, clean tones out of. They're going to help you out this turkey season. Use the promo code SOP24 to get 15% off of your order at Houndstooth Game Calls. That's SOP24. Use it at checkout. It helps the podcast. It's kind of funny because, uh, you know, Mr. Perry posted that thing the other day. Yeah, yeah. Going oh, away. Guy, I, guys I, killing 200-inch bucks in the 70s there. I mean, it's been going on forever. Like, right. everybody knows about Bankhead. By the, yeah. by the way, yeah, I had somebody I've talked to today, um, our, our merch guy, oh, Kyler, and he said the same thing. He's like, he's like, y'all are crazy up there. He's like, man, because uh, we were talking. I was telling because like where he, he's vacationing up there uh, at the lake, and uh, with his family and everything. And uh, he's like, I'm like, yeah, dude, you're right next to National Forest and everything in the management area. I'm like, you know, you know, Perry could that, you know, 190 up there, 195. He's like, oh yeah, I saw these. Man, y'all. He's like, y'all from Alabama are crazy. He's like, I've never seen people that want to take photos in front of uh, public land signs. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I understand that, but I'm like, it's like ninety something thousand acres that you know public land that that piece, and then you got the national forest next oh, to it. Man, my and he's like, he's, he's like, okay, he's like, well, that's different. I'm like, yeah, and it's got super low deer numbers. Like, it, like good luck finding a deer. My favorite thing about that is, you know, he posted that, and he. He does it every year. He kills a, a nice buck out there every year, or, or two, or two, three. And it's like we uh, we posted the pictures of him with his buck from this year, that state record. And everyone's like, "Can't believe he took pictures <coughs> in front of the thing." I'm like, "He's been doing that for years. Yeah, and he's still killing those deer, and you're not. Right. Like, he's just, he's got it figured out, man. Yeah. I mean, that's a uh, there's something to it. There's something to it." So, so like, so like I, I mean, I kind of get it. You know, one of the things taking pride with everything, but it's a, it's a unbelievably huge piece of public land. Yeah. I mean, ninety mm-hmm. plus thousand acres. Yeah, yeah, it's obviously different. Very, than it's it. extremely remote, and it's just one of those things that people think that they're going to come out, you know, come out of the woodworks and like, oh, I'm going to go kill a big deer. You're going to come up. You're going to spend it. You're going to buy a non-resident license. Cause I see some guys from Georgia looking at posts. Oh man, we need to drive over there when the season closed out here. And they're going to come over, spend. You know, hundred dollars, two hundred dollars on on a you know four day, five day license, and then uh, and not see a deer. Yeah, and it's just you know, like if you think you're going to to Black Warrior in late season, <laughs> <laughs> you got something else coming, buddy. <laughs> but that's why I was saying they're like, oh man, their season's open till like February. Man, we'll go over there when uh, everything closes out in January over in over here in Georgia. I saw I saw that's a when huge they go text. underground. I saw a huge thread. Yeah, those deer just disappear, man. They get abducted. Sasquatch comes and grabs them. Seriously, yep. they're dropped out of the sky for about two weeks, and then they're gone. Yep. <laughs> man, but, uh, Black Warrior is like Jacob's white whale, man. I mean, not Jacob. Jacob. Michael's. It's Michael's white whale. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, well, yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things because, like, you the whole uh, Babe Ruth buck. I mean, is that kind of like what started for you? Like, kind of. I mean, like, like actually, like seeing how big was that deer? I've never even seen a photo of this deer. Um. Well, if I had access to my old Facebook, I could probably show you. I may have one on Instagram. I'm not sure. I probably can. I mean, you don't have to look at it now. I mean, we're on a <coughs> podcast, but I mean, yeah. I just, I've never seen the deer. I mean, what's he kind of, what's he like? Framey. Uh, Crap. What did you say? Framey. 
frame he, is what big is frame. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, he wasn't like anything like gnarly like Mr. Perry's mm-hmm. 195. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a, a very respectable buck for Alabama, though. Yeah. Compared to your deer. I can't believe I slipped up. I can't believe Dude, that's, a, just that, that's up. a first, bro. I'm slipping right now. What time is it? That's why. <laughs> Jacob's like, I need to go to bed. I mean, dude, I have had like a pot of coffee today, but yeah. it is wearing out now. Yeah, I, I saw that post you made, Michael, where you're like, one day I'm going to get me mine up hey, here. Hey, hey, by, I was by, like, get day, it, man. Hey, by the way, so, so you know Spotify, uh, this is kind of behind the scenes stuff for everybody, but so, you know Spotify is like launching the whole like videos thing now. Mm-hmm. Like you can sign up to do kind of like the Joe Rogan, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to have, they're going to host all the videos and it's like going to be streamed perfectly with the audio and everything. And uh, I was thinking like, man, you know, we do that because, you know, with the filming and everything, we won't be able to, I mean, It'll be weird, like stuff like that just happened that you just cut and edit. It's like cutting that with the video is gonna be kind of weird. It's like it bleeps, like you can't read her lips or something. <laughs> it blurs out her lips. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that, that's that's a good. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. All right, let, let me see him again. Nice ten point. That's a good dude. It's been, it's been a minute since I've seen that thing. You get a hundred and ten inch. Oh, it's good. No, I'm joking. No, it's, it's a really good deer. Oh man, yeah, oh, hey, that's that, a great buck. I showed the big buck up. It's probably like a, a legit 125 inch eight pointer. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't think he's 130. He don't have that much mass. Um, buck up in Arkansas. My brother got in the video. He like walks out in front of the camera, big old frame. Mm-hmm. Right, let me show you this real quick. First on the podcast, we're like, hey, look, check check this deer out, bro. Check this out. Um, so, but anyways, so we got on a big tangent yeah, right dude, here. We're, we're we gotta get back on subject. Um, Michael, so ten deer for that sit. Is that just like really, really exceptional? For Black Warrior, for yeah, the spot yeah. you hunt, yeah. For the past, uh, it was well, it was yesterday and then this morning, um, and yeah, I mean, seeing that many bucks, especially um, mm-hmm. which one of the bucks um, that I just mentioned, he was actually right outside the edge of the um, of the of where I was hunting. Um, actually, he ran out into the middle of the road, and that just lets <laughs> you know. I mean, he, it's all up there. Um, he's like he's like how's an insurance deductible yeah <laughs> i mean he had death wish i almost i mean <laughs> I, all right so mike i'll take this over so you can watch that quick video real quick all right so um but yeah anyways yeah right so the right is upon us i'm trying to buy michael time where you can watch this video what what's that video good deer from where arkansas oh thomas oh, okay yeah i'm sorry yeah i think yeah. so anyways it's a good one yeah it's a good one um but you know the rut is finally upon us. You know, some I see all these guys. I think I said this in the last outro. All these guys are like, "Oh man, you know, my rut vacation's already over." I'm like, "Dude, we're not we're barely getting started, dude." Yeah, I, that's like you know that's the that's what I love about living down here in the south. All these guys are like getting kind of burnt out by the end of November. I'm like, "Dude, we're barely even kicking." Dude. By the time this yeah. outro drops, we're gonna we're gonna be right in the front end of it, man. Right. That's what I mean. Prime somebody, time. Somebody, I ain't going to be at work that week. Somebody somebody <laughs> messaged me today, and and they were like, "So how's your season going so far?" I was like, "Well, oh. our first rut is just now starting." So, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I had somebody. Uh, who was it? Uh, might have been. No. Oh, uh, Jonathan Moreland, he, uh, he called me. I was talking to Jonathan, and he was like, uh, he said, man, how's your season going so far? I'm like, dude, I haven't been able to hunt that much. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. But I'm like, dude, it's not even getting good down here yet. Like, dude, our season's so long, and we have, like, such a, like, these defined ruts that are spread out, like, defined, like, regions of Alabama that yeah. are, like, defined, like, 
you know, December, you know, 7th through the 15th here. And then, you know, you go, you know, 60 miles, 100 miles in another direction and it's, you know, Christmas. And then you go another, you know, 150 miles and it's, gen- or like, go jump back to the other side you of the go, state. Or you go 30 miles in some cases. Yeah. And 10 it's, miles. And it's like January cases. 1st to the 10th. And it's like you can like hop around and like do like what Michael Perry's done for the last 25 years plus years mm-hmm. of like bounce around and, and chasing a rut. Uh, which is cool. I mean, because again, you know, you can't really do it in a bunch of other places. Yeah, I mean, dude. I mean, like, like around here, like right here in my backyard, mid January, mm-hmm. where we hunt, not far away. Man, maybe I don't want to. I don't. I don't care. Where where we hunt, twelve miles away. It's a full month earlier. A full month earlier. So, I mean, that just goes to show because. Uh, how how different it can be across the state. Yeah, and also the... Because um, you don't have to drive very far well, to the, hit a different road. Well, that's why I was telling Jonathan. I'm like, dude, it's like not even getting good down here. And, you know, he's up in Arkansas. And, uh, you know, when we were talking about everything up there, and he's like, um, you know, depending on part of the, you know, which part of the state you're in, kind of in Arkansas, you know, they have, you know, a couple different ruts, you know, kind of eastern Arkansas, like northeastern is different, you know, and like the whole like delta area is different from what you're going to find in like western Arkansas, northwest Arkansas and everything else. Um, you know, from like November to December, you know, probably like a month difference, which is cool, especially if you're, you know, wanting to travel. Uh, so it's cool to have be in a state like that. But Alabama is awesome. So Georgia, uh, we're talking about like different ruts. So Georgia, I think it's the southeastern coast of Georgia. That's what uh, Glenn Sullivan talked about, like chasing running deer, like late September, early October. Tai Tai Bay. Tai Tai Bay. Yeah. Still have no idea what that is. I gotta. Yeah, I kind of know. I, I mean, know. I mean, I, yeah. Um, anyways, but uh, yeah, chasing running deer from down there, same thing. Like he chased the rut all the way up until December too in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So you know, Georgia's kind of the same way if you're willing to travel. In Georgia, dude, you know what's funny? You start hunting these other states. You start realizing how big some of these other states are. Like, Georgia's a freaking big state, dude. When it comes, like, you know, north to south, east to west, like, how just large it is. And, again, you have, like, that changing of that rut. So, if you're willing to travel, you can do that as well. Because we got a lot of listeners in Georgia. So, if y'all are willing to, you know, bounce around a little bit, you can chase that rut, too. Yeah, do the same thing. So. Um, Getting into it. Yeah. All right, Michael. Uh, so, knowing that this is coming out uh, next week. So, like, what's that going to be like? December Around December 1st, right? Yep. Man. Ooh, it's about to be getting good, boy. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad I was able to put that. Uh, I'm glad you glad you were able to quit. Res, yeah, resonation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he quit his job at the opportunity that's, you know, it, it, I've been talking about it for a few weeks. And, you know, sales is not one of those things. Like, you don't put a 14. You know, it's, not, it's not a, you know, two-week. Two-week notice. Yeah, no. Um, you just go, hey, I'm I, checking out. I've been saying, like, dude, you know, about to go full-time. Nobody, I believed you, but nobody else did. No. No, and, and I, I now like, you've been making the rounds, letting everyone know, and they're like, "You did what?" Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, but anyways, I was like, "Yep, time is perfect." All right, let them time, know. time to get after some deer, yep. boy. Get after some deer so, and start growing the show and yeah. working, working on some other cool stuff, guys. Hey, we got a lot of cool stuff working. Mm-hmm. That's another reason going full time. So, uh, so Michael, knowing this is going to drop around the beginning of December, what's the moon uh, forecast? For the middle of December or the first? No, of like December? the first of December, like when this episode is dropping, which yeah. is a week from today. Uh, you, you're gonna catch the tail end of it. Um, tail end, end of. of... <laughs> that was funny. Let's take a look and see what we got here. December first is gonna be like the, the tail end of it. So, uh, that week is. See, I don't. I know Bill Vell liked or like around the new moon. Um. But I don't know. Like I have, I don't know. I think around the full moon and the new moon, I don't think you're going to see as many deer. If you're after deer, 
deer in general. Um, I think the last quarter is the best one by far. And then uh, first quarter. So basically when your overhead underfoot times are um, are hitting probably like starting around 2 in the morning or 2 in the afternoon, like around those times all the way up until you get up to about probably, I don't know, 8, something like that. I think you're good. Um, but outside of that, I don't find it to be as productive. Uh, you can catch bucks moving in the middle of the day sometimes. Um, but you know, as far as the moon outside of weather conditions, cause I will say cold weather, um, if you have rain that's had them pinned up for a couple of days, that movement on the outside of that is going to be mm. phenomenal. So, I mean, you always have to keep that in mind, but definitely, um, whenever you have those moon phases, uh, I just think they're better. Yep. They just offer that morning, that morning movement, the deer feeding and getting back to bed a little bit later. And then you have them, you know, going and feeding in the morning, late morning. Uh, then you have them getting up and, you know, going to feed a little bit earlier in the afternoon. Um, I just think it's good. I like it. Sounds, sounds hopeful. Yep. <laughs> so this week, oh, is good mm-hmm. when this is coming out you're at the tail end of it and Maybe. then you got about a week of just subpar and then you're going to be right back into the the good stuff again Ooh. or the better stuff Ooh. Ooh. hey hey when are you going to iowa uh the 11th through the 19th is when the hunt is dude that's like in two weeks yeah it's coming up on oh quick. My. holy smokes dude hey it snuck up didn't it I mean, it'll be, oh, Mike, what's the plan, son? Going I better get prepared. That's the plan. <laughs> have you, have you done anything? I've done absolutely nothing. <laughs> Wait, how long's the hunt for? Seven days, 10 days? Uh, So, I don't know. I told Clay, I was like, I'm probably going to have to drive up um, after one weekend and then scout and then hunt like four or five days of like the next week and then come home like i won't be able to hunt that last weekend because i won't have a job if i have missed pretty much (laughs) like a month of work in the past two months because you know if i've missed four weekends that's a that's a full month at a job for me because i only work weekends yeah so yep love it dude and only one of those was a vacation time only Ooh, one of those weekends, man. so. Ouch. <laughs> hey, dang, son. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I got, I got, I got to go meet it with old Perry. I got to strategize. Yeah, fig- well, figure out what we're gonna be doing. Uh, like late season muzzleloader hunt. So. <clears throat> yeah, y'all do. I was like, Mr. Perry won't be out of the woods probably until about he, the second week of December. Yeah, he 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 ain't gonna be out of the woods until we're pretty much heading north to Iowa. So that's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah, because then he's got uh. Oh, Kamalgi. Yep. So, bounce, just bouncing around, bouncing around. But, anyways, boys, what time are we at, Andrew? 57. 57. All right. 10 minutes till midnight. Shoot, dude. I feel it, too. All right. Love it. Boys, it's been fun. Two reviews. 
Oh, God. Oh, okay. Y'all read it. I cannot read right. There's no way. <laughs> okay. Oh, that, hold on, I hold on, see, hold I wasn't going to make you read until you just said that. Hold so on. By the way. the first one. By the way, I got a uh, happy birthday message from the Thicket Cricket. Oh, for oh, real? Yeah. What's the, guy's, what's the guy's actual name? Actually, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Okay. This, this, read his, this read the message to me. I, it's, it's cool. as a secret. <laughs> Thicket Cricket is a is a person that leaves us some iTunes reviews along with uh was it Big Buck Nuts? Yeah, Big Buck Nuts and Little Buck Nuts and Thicket Cricket. Three and that, that that was some there's some beef going on in there's the, some beef going there's some on beef going on in, in the reviews. I love it. Uh, yeah. It says Happy Birthday okay. from the Thicket Cricket. And uh, my response, man, I was like, Thanks, man. Love the reviews. That's awesome, bro. <laughs> Legends. What? Oh, Big Butt Nuts is back? Yeah, definitely, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, you're reading it. No. No, we're not getting out of here till you read it. <clears throat> all right, here we go. Uh, so we're reading some reviews. Appreciate all the new reviews coming in on iTunes. Um, of course, love the show. Leave us a five-star review. Share the podcast with a buddy. Uh, this is five stars from Big Butt Buck Nuts. It's IG user Daniel. Is this Daniel Gray? Is Big Buck Nuts? Oh. Okay. No, I think he's calling out. Oh, he's calling out? What? Okay, here we go. Uh, good authority. Good authority, <laughs> huh? Authority ain't never killed nothing. You think the old cricket has my days numbered? I can hear him chirping further than I can smell your axe shower gel. I fart in y'all's general direction. You boys <laughs> better have a good spotlight if you want to find me. <laughs> I've been living in these draws and ridges for nine years and have watched many a young buck, like little buck nuts, not make it in these woods. Don't get your big buck nuts by being dumb. Oh, you don't get your big... Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> uh, the one time you're paraphrasing didn't help you. No, not at all. <laughs> don't waste your time on me. I'll make you want to sell every piece of hunting gear you have and move to the city. Stick to fishing, Daniel Gray. At least you can bait them. That buck must live on Black Warrior. <laughs> Make you want to sell all your stuff and move to the city. <laughs> yep. So I take up take up another hobby. It's getting take up some kind of fishing. Man. Oh wait. All, right, all right, Michael. You want to get thicket cricket? <laughs> I'll read this one. He's got to get that thicket. Cricket. Uh, this one by thicket cricket. Big buck balls. <laughs> While y'all are comparing time length, I'll be sitting in the thickest. Uh, I'll be sitting in the thicket, busting them out, bu busting them out the bed while y'all watching birds on transitions and hoping to see a slick head. <laughs> I feel like you personally Maxwell. attacked me. Yeah. I feel personally attacked. I feel like this is like a rap battle, bro. <laughs> while y'all are concerning yourself with other bucks' tarsal glands, I'll be dragging y'all's number one on your hit list out. I've let squirrels eat bigger racks. <laughs> <laughs> personal best you got on the wall stick to y'all's rub lines in the oak flat <laughs> best stay out of the thicket i heard there's monsters lurking around in there and y'all gonna need uh more than buck nuts to make it out <laughs> that, that one that one he might be in the lead oh man i'm i'm just gonna put it out there i think thicket cricket might be in the lead that, that was good i've let squirrels eat bigger racks. <laughs> that is 
golden. That's yeah. so good. What, what's it again? Because we, we uh, never read the whole thing because we laughed halfway through it. What's let, the whole I've thing? Let, I've let squirrels eat bigger racks. Oh, I've, I've let squirrels eat bigger racks than the best you got on the wall or something. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's well thought out. Trash yeah. talk right there. I, pre- uh, yeah. I can appreciate it. Appre- I can appreciate it too. And, it, and it's clean trash talk too. Because yeah. like, oh, yeah. this could get sideways real quick. So. <laughs> Which is not what we want. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't y'all be swearing on there now. Yeah. Man, that's hilarious. God, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. So thanks, everyone, for leaving reviews. Um, Appreciate everybody buying the merch, man. I'd love for some more people to create uh, review personas and jump in on this, oh, <laughs> on this bloodbath. It. Yep, love it. Absolutely. <laughs> but it has to be good, man. You can't. You got to be like, you know, thick at cricket. I mean, that's just that's uh, classic. So, that's so good. Classic. Big buck nuts. <laughs> like, it's so good. Anyways. Anyways. Merch. Merch. Hey. Appreciate everybody buying the merch. We have actually sold out of the... Uh, loaded in black uh, uh, patch hats. So we've got the black and charcoal ones still available along with, of course, uh, T-shirts, decals, whole nine yards there. Uh, working on another shipment of the loaded in black hats that are coming in. It'll probably be a little while before they get in, though. And then also have a order of another... another Orange hats. Another blaze... Well, blaze orange hats. New design and everything going to be coming out, too. So, hey... If you want to be like Michael, you know, like Michael Perry, kill a big old one ninety-inch buck, and <laughs> Wes Moe killing a big one, and all the other boys over Wes there. Wes said we could start a collage of all the people uh, killing that's, deer in our uh, orange hats. That's what I'm it's talking about. Not a bad idea, man. There's some there's some killers who've been killing some deer in the orange it's hats. Some nice man. bucks, man. Very nice deer. So uh, definitely, you're gonna want to pick up one of those orange hats, especially if you have one of these firearm seasons that kind of stretch into the season. Uh, so yeah, awesome. That'll do. That'll do. All right, boys. Good luck. We're all getting into some good hunting here, so hopefully we'll have a buck story to tell for yep. too long. Also, share the podcast with your buddy. Listen, I really don't want to have to go get another job, so uh, guys, <laughs> really enjoy the show. Other than buying some merchandise, if you share it with three or four buddies, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Help Ver- Jacob not become an insurance salesman. <laughs> Again, yeah. That's, Again. Yeah, so I absolutely appreciate it, yeah. <laughs> Biggest way to support the show, to share with the buddy. Yeah, that's yes, why I told a guy today. He said he, uh, you know, it's tough times, and... He said he, you know, would like to, you know, give to the Patreon account, but money's pretty tight. And I said, well, I was like, you know, go share, you know, with all your friends and everybody else. Yeah, man. Just I mean, give, it, give us your thing. ears, man. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Actually, speak about Patreon. I'm going to shout out to all the Patreon partners over there again. Um, and I, I, well, actually, at the in the intro of this episode, uh, you actually heard the winners. For the November giveaway. But just another shout out to, uh, again, the companies that are helping support the Patreon program. Of course, if you want to join the Patreon, you can click the link down below in the show notes. Uh, of course, we have everything there that you can kind of check out. Uh, but again, a huge shout out to Backwoods Grind Coffee Company. Again, uh, donating uh, $25 gift certificates, two of those, uh, to different Patreon members every single month, uh, part of the giveaway. Again, I was actually drinking a pot of Backwoods Grind today, man. Next, we have the Backwoods uh, Mobile Gear, uh, of course. Uh, um, backwards mobile gear doing $75 uh, store credit uh, to one winner every single month being huge support to those guys thank you again also forgot to say this uh, backwards grind coffee company and backwards mobile gear uh, both have discount codes running with us right now for patreon only members and mobilehuntinggear.com also has a promo code running for exclusive Patreon members only. Big shout out to JR, uh, JX3 Outdoors. Old John Reed over there, JX3 Outdoors with the JX3 Hybrid Saddle. 
excellent platform uh, for a, a saddle hunting uh, system is what I mean. Um, it is a fantastic system there. And again, we'll be using it a lot during gun season. Uh, again, do $75 store credit there for uh, one winner every single month. Also shout out to Out on a Limb Manufacturing. Uh, old Matt Garris doing $75 store credit every single month. Great, really appreciate those guys. Again, a great product. I've been hunting out the Hush Stand, which, and really we need to give away that Hush Stand too, coming up soon. Um, and then we've got, of course, uh, mobilehuntinggear.com uh, does custom. Uh, O'Brien Landry, uh, who actually got a shout out at the beginning of the main episode uh, with uh, Justin Wright. Um, Brian does, uh, will do a custom stick talons. Uh, for the winner for the Patreon uh, program, uh, so the Patreon giveaways. So the Stick Towns, again, another way to pack in your gear, your sticks into the woods and also climb a tree with them. Very awesome system. Uh, so it does that every single month. And then also Cash River Leather. Uh, old John Ball at Cash River Leather does uh, custom slings for uh, a rifle sling for the winner of the uh, giveaway. And again, greatly appreciate old Cash River Leather. So big shout out to those companies supporting us uh, through the Patreon uh, partnership program. And of course, if you want to get access to exclusive posts on the Patreon page, along with these giveaways, you can check it out, patreon.com forward slash the Southern Outdoorsman, or better yet, click the show notes below. You can check out the Patreon, check out the merchandise, and uh, also check out some of these other episodes we dropped in the past that we kind of link in the show notes below. But boys, anything else? That's all. Y'all make sure y'all stay Southern. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Southern Outdoorsman. And thank you to Blackberry Smoke for the music for the podcast. Also, to follow along with us, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Southern Outdoorsman. Until next time, y'all stay Southern. Look, last summer, y'all heard us talk a bunch about the Mobile Hunters Expo. It was an incredible event. A bunch of you guys came out to meet us. We got to talk to, I don't even know how many listeners. If you heard all that last year and you were like, dang, that sounded cool. I should have went to that. Here's your chance. You need to make it to this one. It's June 28th through June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. All right. Giving you a heads up here. So go ahead and mark it on your calendar. June 28th through June 30th, Dalton, Georgia is going to be the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. We're going to be there. A bunch of our past podcast guests are going to be there. There's going to be seminars. All of the mobile hunting companies are going to be there for you to try out gear before you buy it. It's like the one event of the year where all of the the like the mobile hunter ecosystem just kind of congregates in one place. And Chris and Josh and the guys have done an absolutely phenomenal job putting this thing together over the last couple years. And it keeps getting better every year. So like I said, make sure you come see us. We're going to have a gigantic stack of free stickers to give away to every listener that stops by the booth. And we're going to have merch there to purchase. We're going to be recording podcasts, shooting videos, all kinds of stuff. So like I said, don't miss it. You can head on over to the mobilehuntersexpo.com to look at show schedules and dates and go ahead and grab your tickets. So y'all go check it out at the mobilehuntersexpo.com.